Hello friends, welcome to WRPX, your wrestling revolution podcast. I am your host, Antonio Garza. It is a beautiful, breezy, 65 degree night, and we are here to talk some wrestling. And oh boy, is there a lot to talk about. Not necessarily because there were there were a lot of shows in the previous weekend. There were. But uh, because we're actually heading into a really big weekend... Uh, actually the next two weekends are pretty big so we're gonna do a, a large preview of the weekend happenings but before that let's finish up what we started two weeks ago with the New Japan Cup and we finally have a winner the name is William Osprey um, and so we have the the finals and this I want to I want to talk also about the semifinals since they're two pretty big matches and we had the the big 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 uh news that i think at this point everyone knows about the the earthquake so let's get to it uh new japan pro wrestling new japan cup 2021 the day was march the 20th this was the saturday show if i'm not mistaken the show opened with Juice Robinson and Juja Wemura versus the United Empire, the Great Okan, and Jeff Cobb. Uh, Cobb defeated Wemura. The match was okay. Uh, Chaos. Show Toruyano and Yoshihashi versus the Bullet Club. Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owen, and Hado. Yano got the win over Hado. The match was okay. Suzuki Gun, the team of the Dangerous Techers and Doki versus LIJ, the team of Bushi, Sanada, and Naito. Uh, Sanada submitted Doki for the win. The match was good. Uh, this was actually like one of the better matches of the show. We had Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kazuchika Okada, and Kota Ibushi versus the team of Jay White, Kenta, and Yuhiro Takahashi. And yes, this is the match where after a couple of minutes, the match was interrupted because there was straight up a 7.0 in the Richter scale uh, earthquake in Sendai. I don't, I didn't really see the map to see where the the actual uh, center of the earthquake happened. But obviously, I mean, the, Sendai is pretty close to the coast. And every time there's an earthquake, there's obviously... Uh, you know the potential of a tsunami stuff like that and so they they stopped the show for about 30 minutes or so i didn't really count them but it was about 30 minutes uh and before they continued the the match obviously i mean the, i thought the match was like good but with consideration you know like they had to stop in the middle and so it's not a match that the rating should be taken in consideration. But I thought it was like a really interesting match that I think it was the first time uh, that Tanahashi, Okada, and Ibushi were a trio. Uh, so it just felt like such an interesting coincidence that the the one time they they, they team up, there's an earthquake and it, it stops their match. But um, I don't know, like... I think New Japan seemed to handle it handle it pretty well. Um, they, I think they just kind of like stopped it and made sure that everything was, was okay. No one was hurt. 
they made sure that well at least they, they waited to see if there's gonna be any sequels which they were not at least apparently like during the rest of the show so that was good and that was it uh two things that i noticed that i i I really really enjoyed or at least like seeing was that once the earthquake happened you kind of see like the natural reactions of people like outside of their wrestling characters and everything and it was really nice to see that kota ibushi just went into crowd control like trying to calm the people like don't get alarmed uh while like the rest of the guys were just kind of like what the fuck is going on and on the other side, JY just took the opportunity to, to be a heel and to slightly entertain the people. And so, like, he was in commentary with Kevin Kelly, probably talking shit. I watched the show on Japanese commentary, so I didn't really know what he said. But then he stole the titles, the, the Never and, and the IC and the Heavyweight Championships. He stole them. He went to the back, came back with them. And then during the match, he was just like, hoping that the roof would fall on Tanahashi so he he took advantage of the situation and just made something out of it so kudos to White in that sense and kudos to Ibushi for just like stepping up into a leadership position which I mean it's like I said that was a natural reaction out of him so find yourself a champion then that can step up to that leadership position when he needs to that's that was just a, a really good a really good thing that talks about his just personality, you know. Uh, and then we have the two semifinals of the show, which I thought they were okay. No, I thought they were good. I thought they were, they were better than good, actually. Um, who am I kidding? Uh, the first one was Finley and Osprey, which was a fantastic match. There was a lot of play into Osprey's broken nose, a lot of play into Finley being the underdog. I did think that the match. Mm, like in a way we kind of knew that Finley was the underdog anyway so that Osprey was going to work on over him and I kind of felt like it took a long time to get over that hump because um, they were not really doing anything outside of what we expected to see at least up until David Finley gets injured and like there's a spot where he gets thrown out of the ring and he falls on the floor and seemingly like injures his ankle. And so after that point, the match really, really picked up. The drama picked up. Uh, I personally f feel that that spot should have happened somewhat earlier in the match. Not necessarily as the point where he properly gets cut off, but just like mid uh, heat segment from Osprey. Because it did, it, like the the heat stuff really did feel like it was taking forever to like just get anywhere. Because, like I said, it was something that we knew was going to happen. And when it was happening, it was like, okay, we're just running through the motions right now. But like once he we saw that injury angle, it was really good. And because of that, because of like the story of Finley defeating White, and now, um going against a, a cocky osprey there was like this light hint of possibility in the back of your head that finley could potentially win this match 
because so like for starters, we didn't know who the other uh, competitors, the finalists was going to be. Uh, Shingo Takagi and Evil happened after this match. And so there is a possibility that, you know, Evil could have defeated Chingo and we could have had a Finley versus Evil match uh, with the tease of Evil going back to back. And and at that point, like, there's a total possibility to see Evil win again because they're obviously still pushing him somewhat. And also, it wouldn't be also, like, that incredibly surprising that someone like Finley can win because it is a New Japan Cup. Uh, New Japan does tend to use this as a means to push some people to like the next uh, position. They did it with, uh, like for instance, they did it with Shibata when Shibata like was really escalating his position. Uh, he hadn't like reached like G1 Climax winner level, but he was New Japan Cup winner. Zack Saber has won it. Uh, Goto has won it a bunch of times. So there is a possibility that you can give the win to Finley if you finally see something in Finley you want to use him. Um, but no, uh, Osprey ended up winning. Uh, we had like a really some really good near falls, but Osprey ended up winning with a Stormbreaker. Um, and yeah, like I really really liked this match. Uh, I thought it was pretty awesome. Um, and then the 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 other semifinal. The main event of the show was Shingo Takagi defeating Evil. I thought the match, uh, it's similar to what I said with Kenta and Shingo. Like, I thought it was one of Evil's better matches, but uh, it was also like maybe one of Takagi's like weaker matches in the sense that, you know, if you have to deal with the, the Evil, uh, you know, just layout of matches with Togo and all that stuff. Uh, I didn't actually, like, I wasn't as annoyed by Togo's interference because, like, it was sloppy. It was sloppy interference, but I don't, like, I hate Togo's interference when evil wins. But if it just becomes a hurdle for the babyface to jump through or over <laughs> and get the win... I don't necessarily mind it as match. I just see it as extra drama. I like unless it's like straight up stopping the momentum of a match and then you lose the momentum, then yeah, it hurts it. But like some of the stuff like just feels like extra drama, which I don't tend to mind if it means that the the baby face is gonna overcome it. So I don't know, like I thought the match was it was good. Um it was mostly evil working over Chingo's back and Chingo like sold it perfectly. Uh, and, and Chingo himself just was really like into pumping bomber mode, just trying to decapitate evil. And that was pretty much it. The match, um, Chingo survived at the end. He survived the darkness falls. He got a near fall with made in Japan and then one with a pumping bomber and the last of the dragons. And that was it. So we have our finals, which is Chingo versus Osprey. And by all means, let's go talk about that show now. So the next, the very next day, <laughs> March the 21st, we had the New Japan Cup finals, the 2021 finals. So the show opened with Yo returning. 
Uh, he just came out to the ring and said that he wanted Rapongi 3K to challenge for the junior tag titles. So we are going to be getting that match, I think, at Sakura Genesis. Uh, yes, I think it's Sakura Genesis. And it's going to be Rapongi 3K versus... I've, I think Desperado and Kanemaru still have the titles. I actually found this kind of like odd that this that it happened this way with your coming out and making the challenge. I don't know. It just it just like felt weird and, and fishy. There's I, I'm probably just like overthinking it. I don't think anything's gonna happen, but it just kind of felt like, huh? That's kind of weird. He just came out and challenged. Like where was show? You know, or anything like that. Uh, the show started. Properly started with, uh, with Gabriel Kidd, Jota Suji, and Yuja Wemura losing to Suzuki Gun, the team of the Dangerous Techers and Doki. This was great. It's one of those you know, like young line matches where they all team up against the established guys and they have a lot of offense because of their just like straight up gang ganging up on someone. Um, yeah, uh, Tai Chi won with an X Bomber and the backdrop suplex over Suji. So good match. We saw Kojima and Honma versus Okan and Jeff Cobb. This is something that we've seen several times by this point. Uh, Kojima versus Okan and Cobb is, tends to be really good. And Honma is just your usual baby-facing peril at this point. Uh, so nothing really special. Cobb got the win with the Tour of the Li- Islands, as usual, over Honma. We got Sho Toriyano and Yoshihashi versus the Bullet Club, the team of Evil, Kenta, and Yuhiro Takahashi. This was like the match itself was pretty, it, like I was say cheaty, but it was just, like nothing match. But it did seem to set up for Evil Kenta and Takahashi. I I'm guessing that maybe the team to go after the never open six man titles that Yoshihashi, Goto, and Ishi have, because in this match Takahashi of all people <laughs> pinned uh, Yoshihashi with pimp juice. I, I don't know why it wasn't Evil or Kenta. It was Takahashi. So just just they're bringing back Geek Joshihashi, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it seems that they're going to be setting up that match. Uh, I actually don't have the Sakura Genesis, like the actual show. I have the 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 tour uh, cards with me, so we can go over them uh, once we start the preview. And we have David Finley, Juice Robinson, Tohenari versus Los LIJs, uh, Bushi, Sanada, and Naito. Sanada defeated Tohenari for the win. So, again, like this match was better. Uh, Robinson and Finley were pretty decent, especially Finley. Um, but again, it, it's, it seems to be setting up whatever's happening with Tohenari. A lot of people are just thinking uh, a heel turn, but. This is New Japan, and losing streaks and frustration doesn't always lead to to heel turns. It could legitimately just uh, lead to him taking a tour off and then coming back with not necessarily a different look, but something changed and then start fighting and winning. Uh, so whatever's going to happen with Hanari, it's going to happen. He said he was going to go back to New Zealand. Which, I mean, it's understandable. He could legitimately just go to New Zealand and take a tour off. Like, I think he can straight up take Sakura Genesis off 
and return at the return like maybe after one of the stadium shows in the Yokohama um I don't think that's far away but yeah like there, there's he can take time off like he's, it's not like he's super important for booking or anything but yeah like it seems like he's going to be uh doing something either heel turn or just maybe repackaging himself a little bit and and start again but uh he he took the loss and then after the match he had a little like temper tantrum uh because of he lo of the loss we had another super trios match with Tana Tanahashi Okada and Ibushi versus Fale Owens and White so at this point they're just straight up uh setting up Tanahashi and White for the never open title they're they're building dissension between Okada and Ibushi uh in the sense that Okada doesn't want to team or work with Ibushi at all um and in the same way like there's like a friendly rivalry competition between Tanahashi and Ibushi so we have three guys that could at any point chase Ibushi for the title uh I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year we see all four well I mean why we also saw the the first I mean when at Wrestle Kingdom, right? But I wouldn't be surprised if we get Okada Ibushi like at either the Tokyo Dome or either of the castle, of the, not the castle, uh, the stadium shows, the Tokyo Dome or the Yokohama show, or Dominion. If it, if there's going to be a Dominion, I don't know, or King of Pro Wrestling. If they want to go all the way over there, I I'm kind of expecting at this point that. The winner of the G of the G one is going to be between White and Okada, and so I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see Okada Ibushi at one point, and for that matter, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Tanahashi and Ibushi in a lesser show, maybe like a wrestling Dontaku. Uh, and it would be like a good match. Obviously, Tanahashi is not gonna win the title, but it would be a good match to have in Ibushi's uh defenses, you know. So, I don't know, like, the match was okay. It wasn't as good as, as the other one. This one had Folly and Owens, and the other one had uh, Kenta. <laughs> so, there's obviously some, some differences there. And then we got into the actual main event of the show. A fantastic, fantastic match. Uh, I actually had a weird experience rating this match because I the, the match that they had in the best of the Super Junior Finals, I gave it a perfect 10. This match, I thought it was better than the Best of the Super Juniors 26 match, but I didn't feel it was a 10. <laughs> so, like, if I, I, I decided not to just, like, straight up compare the matches because it was, like, kind of weird in my head because uh, that match and the Best of the Super Juniors just felt like the perfect 10, not just because of the match, but the story told throughout the tournament. And this one was a fantastic, fantastic match. I thought it was a better match itself. It just, I don't know, like it ended and you know when it's 10 or, or 5 star and this one just didn't feel like a 5 star. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, it was like a 4.3 quarters of a star. You know, it's it's pretty much up there. It's, it, you just, you just didn't feel it. But it was just a fantastic, fantastic match. It was a combined story of both guys' paths to this champion to I mean not championship like to this finals match where Osprey you know has a 
he's obsessed with just winning and he has his broken nose and so that came into play Shingo Takagi you know has been fighting against a bunch of brawlers and his back is hurting because evil pretty much went after the back and so that came into play that's what uh I mean Takagi went for the head Osprey went for the for the back for the most part and it was just a back back and forward back and forward for the most part that we had a bunch of crazy spots at one point like Osprey landed a 450 on a table on the floor uh Osprey hit an Oscotter from the top of the ropes to the floor <laughs> uh Shingo did a poison rana and there was a spot where Chingo was a terminator and just like was against like Osprey strikes we had a, a crazy spot where Shingo goes for the pumping bomber and then Osprey uses the momentum of his arm as a bar just to flip around, grab the speed, turn it into an ass cutter and bring down uh, Takagi. It was just fantastic. B Priestley was out there. I mean, the, the whole United Empire was out there, but P Priestley was pretty much the only one like interfering and just, but like not interfering like a Togo or a Ghetto, but more like uh, just a bunch of distractions. Uh, so it was good. And Chingo was just out there, like, not giving fucks about anything. Like, something that I like, for instance, with the nose uh, thing was that when we saw Sonata and Finley matches with versus Osprey, they only went for the nose when it meant uh, cutting his offense off and, and starting a comeback. In this match, Chingo didn't give a fuck about Osprey's nose, and he just, like, went straight for it because it was just a weak point in, in Osprey's game right now. And so it was just really, really good. Uh, at the end, we had uh, like some great interactions. Um, Osprey uh, won with a, a bunch of elbows and the hidden blade. And then he just hit Stormbreaker for the win. So it was just a fantastic, fantastic match. This is a match that totally worth out of your way to watch. Um, I'm pretty sure this is going to be in a lot of people's match of the year contender list. It's it's mine like maybe like in a fifth position at this point. Um, it was definitely the the best match of the whole tournament, mm, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even have to think about that one. And then after the show, after the show, after the the match, we had Osprey call out Ibushi. Ibushi had been in the commentary uh, booth, so he came in and Osprey pretty much cut a, a nice little promo saying like, uh, "I am obsessed." With the win of the title. Um, I agree. I don't give a fuck about history or legacy or anything like that. Lineages. I agree with you. Let's unify the titles. And winning the title at this point is more important than anything and anyone. Quote unquote. Uh, in my life. And then just I don't know where drops be pretty with a cutter. And so this has been pretty controversial obviously. Because they are boyfriend girlfriend. A lot of people are seeing it as um domestic abuse type of stuff i i mean i understand the the thought that that it's created in some people i mean it's, it's obviously not done for that purpose it is done to write off b Priestley because she's done with in new japan like she works for stardom and that is her promotion her home promotion she cannot be like like new japan and stardom don't tour the same cities at the same time so she's just jumping around. She's not always there when she needs to. 
she is going for a world or for a championship really really soon in two weeks and so if she wins that title uh she definitely needs to be in every stardom show she cannot take off shows to be with osprey uh as a second and so it just made sense to to write her off she had her i mean she had a purpose to start off the united empire and now that the united empire is starting to like pick up by itself she doesn't need to be there and in the same way uh the angle was to like it's to prove to ibushi that osprey is willing to go like beyond his limits to win the championship and that was a, a really good way to show it uh because like i don't know like attack attacking your your girlfriend has to be like that one limit you know that you think that you're not gonna cross and, and osprey cross it because he is trying to prove something to osprey uh, to me to ibushi like that he is like he's gonna do it he's going to win the title and he's not gonna stop at anything like ibushi is going to have to kill like osprey to defend the title and so i thought the angle was pretty cool uh well not cool but like i thought the angle was pretty uh useful and it worked for way it had to work yes i mean obviously there's the whole that whole situation with with uh domestic abuse which is not cool uh but that is one of those things that i think it's overanalyzing wrestling and definitely is slightly trying to to understand how japan like the the cultural differences between japan and the u.s and, and other parts of the world but anyway uh that was the end of the new japan cup finals um overall i like the shows themselves were i thought they were good shows they were easy to watch for sure um you could argue that they were like one or two match shows which they kind of were because the rest are just uh tag team matches but like they were not bad <laughs> uh a lot of the the undercard set up matches for Sakura genesis and so it's not like useless stuff or filler it's they actually had a purpose so that was it and that was it for the new japan cup 2020 overall i thought the new japan cup was it was okay i think i liked last year's more um i thought the race after the first round was better last year and obviously previous years with a smaller um actually like not not even last year like two years ago was also pretty good uh, but like when it used to be smaller, it used to be better because you have less people. Now you have to like fill it up with a bunch of juniors and Tensons and Yoshihashis and your heroes. So you are going to like suffer a lot. But I overall thought that it was a good tournament. It really picked up at the end. It gave us like a, a couple of interesting combinations and a couple of upsets that hopefully New Japan does take advantage of like especially like finley for instance or or okan uh defeating naito and shingo defeating okara hopefully those things do end up meaning something later down the road and i don't know like i thought i i called for osprey when the thing started it just seemed like it was his year and i thought that was a good decision i think osprey was a 
the right guy to win. Shingo, like, winning, Shingo winning was going to be completely useless because Shingo is Ishii. He's never going to win a title or the world title. So, at this point, why why give him this type of matches? He can always, like, come out and challenge Ibushi for, like, your your wrestling otakus or your power struggles, you know, those those shows that tend to give us, like, a good main event but not necessarily, like, title-changing type of main events. And this this uh, match, I think it's going to build up to a bigger thing for Osprey, and Osprey will eventually win the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, that is, I think, a given unless something gets fucked up. So may as well give it to Osprey and start, you know, continue, not even start, continue the progress with him. But that was it for New Japan. That was that's it for results uh, in. In this week's uh, show, we have a bunch of shows that we can preview, though, because there is a lot of wrestling starting on the, I guess, Friday. Uh, I don't think there's anything on Thursday. Let me see. Thursday, the 25th, we only have uh, Osaka Colega Studio. That's uh, Colega. Uh, But then... We really, really kind of start on the 27th, that Saturday. We have Gatomu, we have New Japan, we have Ice Ribbon, Zero One, Tokyo Joshi, Dragon Gate, Big Japan, Mishinoku Pro, uh, K1. And then the next day, we have more Gatomu, DDT, Oss Academy, Mishinoku Pro, uh, Ryukyu, Stardom. We have K1, we have All Japan, we have Basada, we have more New Japan, uh, 2AW, like K Dojo. We got Dragon Gate, JWP, Stardom. Uh, I think I already said Stardom. Oh, it's because there's actually two Stardom shows. Uh, Big Japan. And I think that's it. Uh, So we have a really, really packed weekend. We also have some shows in the United States, uh, especially Dragon. No, uh, Ring of Honor. So we may as well just start (laughs) going one by one by one by one. Um... If we want to go by date, it's going to be harder for me because I don't really know which shows are happening first. But let's start with the U.S. show. Uh, that being Ring of Honor's 19th anniversary show. Uh, this is taking place, I think, on Friday because Ring of Honor usually runs on Friday. Uh, so I think it's the on Friday. Yes, Friday. <laughs> uh, the the card is we have a four corner survival match Dan Housen, Brian Johnson, uh, Ellis G and Eli Isom. Um, this I think is I think this is going to take place on like a pre show type of show. Uh, I think it's called like nineteen hour anniversary hour one. So I think it's this match, and I think it's gonna be. Shane Taylor promotions well, being Shane Taylor, Moses, and Count versus the Mexi Squad, Bandito, Flamita, and Ray Oris for the six-man tag team championships. And I think those two matches are going to be taking place at the pre-show. But then in the actual show, we have Mark Briscoe versus Flip Gordon. We have Dalton Castle versus Josh Woods. We got Kenny King and Bestia del Ring of los La Facción Ingobernable versus... Tracy Williams and Red Titus, who's still out there. Uh, this is going to be for the Raw, for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. 
the pure championship match is going to be Jonathan Gresham defending against Dak Draper. We have an unsanctioned match where with Matt Taven versus Benson Marcellia, former Kingdom partners, now enemies. We got Kenny King defending the Ring of Honor Television Championship against Tracy Williams. On behalf of Dragon Lee, Dragon Lee, uh, I think, broke his eardrum uh, in the last week. And so he won't be able to be at the show. So Kenny King is going to be having to pull off double duty. And he's going to represent his teammate Dragon Lee to defend the Ring of Honor Television Championship against Tracy Williams. So also Tracy Williams like doing double duty. Uh, we got a grudge match. Uh, Jay Briscoe versus EC3. This, I, like I've seen some of the promos for this match. They look interesting. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like it's not a match that I'm crazy for. And then the Ring of Honor World Championship Rush, Rush, defense against Jay Lethal in a match that I don't know. Like it feels like it feels big. Uh, like it sounds big because it's Rush and Lethal. But at the same time, it kind of feels like man, Lethal. Lethal's like your your John Cena, your Tanahashi. In this promotion where he's always surrounding the title. Uh, and when he's not, like, he it just kind of feels like it's a matter of time before he comes back to it. So, I don't know. And I wouldn't be surprised if Rush loses the title just because of travel situations. Uh, I don't think it's necessary, but I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. Uh, also, like, not to put it out there, but... If I don't know if this, uh, I can't imagine this is pre-taped, but like I wouldn't be surprised if if we're going to see La Sombra like join this faction, like uh, I mean like this faction in wrestling, as in uh, you know the CMLL, New Japan, and Ring of Honor conglomerate. This is a show where he can come back and rejoin his his ingobernable brothers but uh yeah that's the ring of honor show that again that's taking place on friday um late friday as usual i i don't think i'm gonna watch this show i'm my interest in ring of honor are not necessarily like high right now and none of the matches like really spark joy in me <laughs> to be completely honest so I I may I may I may wait to see the the results and the reactions to see if there's something worth watching, uh, and if I do, I'll, I'll let you guys know for sure. Then we have Saturday, 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 and let's start with Stardom, which is not actually Saturday. <laughs> Stardom's taking place on Sunday. Uh. Stardom is going to be running one of their like day and night uh, shows. There's Stardom Osaka Day and Night, which are our plans where they run a show in the morning or like early ish, um, and then they run a show at night. Uh, so I think the morning one is around twelve p.m. their time, obviously, and then the evening show it starts about. 5 p.m. their time and they're they're kind of like pretty much back to back uh 
with a little time in between if you want to take your your lunch break or anything but th these two cards i do believe they're the last cards before the yokohama cinderella show uh they may just be one more show but i don't think so uh and yokohama is taking place on the 4th of april uh we will be previewing that show next episode i don't think it's necessary to run through it this show uh that is the one show that's going to be i so the three main events are tab nakano versus natsupoi b Prissy versus hayashi shita and dona del mundo versus dona del mundo for the tag titles I don't know which is going to be a main event. I would imagine that Hayashishita versus B Priestley main events. But uh, we'll see. But so I do think these are the last two shows before that show. They may straight up take the whole week off. But so the, the card for the morning show, it starts with Siuri versus Momo Watanabe versus Lady C. In a three-way, we have Mayu Watani and Saya Ida from Stars versus Konami and B Priestley from Oedo Tai. We have a Tam Nakano, Mina Shirakawa, and Sayaka Unagi, the Cosmic Angels versus the Queen's Quest team of Utami Hayashishita, Asumi, and Sayaka Mitani. We have a... Okay, so actually, like... Uh, there's gonna be a little tournament uh between these two shows and so these are the these are the first round matches it's a trios tournament four team it's uh cosmic angels queen's quest oil tie and donald mundo so like the first match was again cosmic angels versus queen's quest the other first round match it's donald mundo being the team of micah Julia and Himeka versus the team of Oedotai being uh, Natsuko Tora, Saki Kashima, and Ryu Evil Summer, <laughs> aka Ruaka. Like this, this translating thing is just terrible. <laughs> I don't know why it said Ryu Evil Summer, uh, but it's Ruaka. And, and so the winners of those match and the losers are going to face off in the next show. Uh, so we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. And then the main event of the the morning show is going to be the high speed championship match with Natsupoi of Tanado Mundo defending against Starlight Tokid from Stars. This match should be fantastic. I I am really curious to compare this match against Natsupoi versus Asumi from the Hinamatsuri All Star Dream Cinderella match because I think this like to me Starlight Kid and Asumi are your your Tanahashi and Okada <laughs> in the sense that they're going to be like rivals, like competitive rivals throughout their, their whole careers and seeing them pair up against Natsupoi as the third person. Natsupoi is your, your Naito, I guess it's a, an interesting dynamic. So I want to see, I want to compare to see which match I like the most. Um, so we'll see. And then we have the evening uh, show for, for the same date. Uh, we start off with Lady C versus B Priestley. In the singles match, we have Starlight Kid versus Mom Watanabe versus Konami. In a three way, we have Suri and Natsupoi versus Mayu Watani and Sayaida. Um, that sounds good. That sounds actually really, really good. And then we have the two uh, little like tournament matches, the losers of. 
the Cosmic Angels versus Queen's Quest will face off against the losers of Dona del Mundo versus Oedotai. And then the, the main event of the card is the winners. Uh, the winner of Cosmic Angels versus Queen's Quest versus the winner of Oedotai versus Dona del Mundo. So there are two basic shows. Um, there's These shows, like the, the day and night shows, tend to be like fun, short shows uh, where like some like not not necessarily things are gonna happen but they tend to be like good shows um just packed with good wrestling and these two shows are like i said i think the last the go home shows before the yokohama cinderella show that will be taking place the week after uh in addition we also have the start of the road to sakura genesis from new japan pro wrestling uh, the only, we have the dates, uh, March 28th, 29th, 30th, and then I don't think the card for the April 1st show has been announced, but we're pretty much building, uh, Ibushi versus Osprey. We're building Tanahashi versus White. We are building Sho and Yo versus Desperado and Kanamaru, and we are teasing, uh, the debut of a fourth member for... The United Empire, someone, uh, people have mentioned Toa Henare. People have mentioned uh, Carl Fredericks, who is surprisingly not in the U.S. version of the New Japan Cup. Um, other names that I've seen are, well, like, no, I think those are really, like, the two top names that I've heard. I, I, I wouldn't, I mean, it could be a Mexican luchador just to have, like, because right now it's like a technically an American, a Japanese playing a Mongolian and a British person. And so they may add like, I don't know if they're trying to do like a worldwide type of thing or they're just like straight up getting whatever. But uh, yeah, it seems like it's coming down to to Hanare, to Fredericks, maybe Brody King. Um, so we'll see where it goes. And yeah, that that's pretty much it for the road of Sakura Genesis. Like the cards don't like for instance the far, the card for the twenty eighth is Taguchi, Suji, Wemura, and Gabriel Kid versus Naito Sanada, Chingo, and Bushi. We got Sho, Tiger Mask, and Master Watsu versus Desperado, Kanemaru, and Doki. Okada, Yano, Goto, and Ishi versus oh and Yoshihashi versus Evil Kenta, Fale, Yuhiro, and Taiji Shimori. Uh, Tanahashi, Tensan, and Agata versus White, Ghetto, and Gato, and Hado. And then the main events are Ibushi, Kojima, and Honma versus Osprey, Okan, and Jeff Cobb. So it's kind of like a combination between what we left off from the New Japan Cup and then just heading into like the direction for Sakura Genesis. Uh, these shows don't seem to be like anything special, at least up until we get that debut of the fourth member of new of the United Empire. And so we have DDT also with a show happening on the 28th of March. This is DDT Judgment 2021, um, DDT 24th anniversary. And so this is the big show that is being main evented by the Akiyama versus Kasusada Higuchi title match for the KOD Openweight Championship. This is a match that a lot of people are really, really high on. This is uh, Akiyama's first defense of the championship. 
and Higuchi defeated Akiyama in the tournament, the Grand Prix last year, and that's the reason why we have this match. And so, there. I mean, Higuchi's just fantastic. There's like zero chance he's going to win, but you never know. Like, uh, I, if anything else, is this should be an amazing match, because uh, Higuchi can throw punches and Akiyama can take them, and vice versa. Uh, we also have a special singles match uh, celebrating the 24th anniversary, and that is Harashima versus Yukio Sakaguchi, the, the tag team partner of Higuchi. This should be a fun match, uh, if anything else. There, we're still building to to Harashima and Okabayashi challenging for the tag titles. Uh, so this is kind of like a slight like match in between just to to celebrate that. We got a Damnation versus the 37 Kamina, uh, which I, I'm not really sure what the 37 Kamina is, uh, but it's it's pretty much um, Damnation versus the Sauna Club because it's Sasaki, Endo, Juji Ino, and Matt Pauly versus Takeshita, Ueno, Katsumata, and Mao. That should be it. Should be fun. Uh, Endo versus any of those guys is going to be great. Polly versus Takashita should be good. Hino versus Takashita should be great. Uh, Sasaki, it's okay. <laughs> uh, we have the KOD 8-man tag team championship match uh, where the champions, Shinjaoki, Super Sasadango Machine, Antonio Honda, and Kazuki Hirata will be defending against Sanshiro Takagi, Yukio Naja, Shikara, Jakan Nabe, uh, the team thoroughbred, they are the this is actually the first defense that we've seen of the eight man championships. Uh, we have Soma Takao versus Hideki Okatani, which should be fantastic. Uh, I'm surprised. I mean, it's nice to see Okatani get a singles match at this point of the card, he is slightly growing, uh, and Takao should be able to get a, a good match out of him. We have our second match of the night, which is usually your your comedy match. It's Danchukudino, Oishi, and Saki Akai versus Toro Washi, Akito, and Keigo Nakamura. So, I mean, if anything else, we're going to be able to hear uh, Sand Dust. I mean, Dust Storm. And the opener of the show is Chris Brooks and Toi Kojima versus Yusuke Okada and Yuki Ino. This should be okay. Uh, Brooks versus Okada sounds interesting. Brooks versus Ino sounds interesting. Uh, Kojima is like the the youngest right now rookie they have, so he's probably gonna take the loss. It's okay. Probably at the hands of Okada for that matter. Uh, and that is DDT on Korakuen Hall, the twenty eighth, also taking place the previous day on the thirty on the twenty seventh. Uh, it's DDT's sister promotion, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, who have a short show. Uh, I don't even know if this has like a big name or anything, but this is uh, Makito's return to the promotion after uh, she did the, the AEW stuff. But we have Sakisama with Mei San Michel versus Moka Miyamoto. So Sakisama versus Moka Miyamoto, uh, your opener, six men. We have six women. Uh, sorry, you have Yuka Sakasaki, Misuki, and Hyper Misawa versus Mahiro Kiryu, Mirai, Maumi, and Susume. This should be fun. Uh, 
I I think like Mahiro is getting like a big push. Ma Mirai is fantastic and Susume is really really good for her age. So I think either of those three going up against the the magical sugar rabbits of Sakasaki and Mizuki is going to be fun. We have Yuki Kamifuku, Marika Kobashi, and Arisuendo versus Choko Nakajima, Nao Kakuta, and Haruna Neko. Uh, this sounds okay. I think uh, Nakajima and Kakuta versus Endo should be good, or Kobayashi, or Kamifuku, maybe. Um, this was not that special. <laughs> Uh, your tag match of the night is Nodoka Tenma and Yukaino, you know, the Bakuretsu sisters versus Hikari no and Sena Shiori, who I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to build up to beginning a, a, a tag title match soon, uh, Hikashio. And then our main event of the night, it's Rika Tatsumi, Miyu Watanabe, and Bom Harajuku versus Makito, Miyu, Yamashita, and Raku. Um... I there seems to be building right now Rika Tatsumi versus Muja Mashita, but I think they also want to do Makito versus Tatsumi at one point soon. So that's what's happening. I am guessing I'm guessing Pom Harajuku takes the loss for her team. Maybe at the hands of Ito or Yamashita. Unless Tatsumi gets the win over Raku. I wouldn't mind either way. But yeah, that's, that's a short show from Tokyo Joshi. Uh, I may try to watch this show. It's it's like five matches. It's easy to watch. And I haven't watched Tokyo Joshi in a while, so I, I totally miss it. And finally, we have the biggest show of the year. A two-day event bigger than Wrestle Kingdom, bigger than WrestleMania, bigger than any type of takedown and Cinderella and Northern Voyages. I don't know anything else. No gates. No nothing will compare to this show because this is Gato Moves Choco Pro number one hundred episode number one hundred. They've done it. They've reached this uh, milestone in their show, and we have, like I said, two days. Uh, I believe it's five matches per day, so they're gonna be like way more packed than your usual week Choco Pro. So day one. We have Sayuri and Sho Shiryu versus Sayaka Obihiro and the returning Sayaka. Sayaka hasn't been in Choco Pro, I think, for a, at least a year. Uh, so it's going to be nice to have her back. We have Saiko and Chango, who I am not really uh, familiar with. Uh, but they're going to be going against Chi Koshikawa and Hagane Shino. So that's going to be interesting because Saiko and Chango looked really really scary and and but they have to go against the ultimate energy called chi koshikawa so yes we have the lulu pencil chris brooks team i don't know if, if brooke is gonna go full lulu pencil army uh pencil army but um it's lulu pencil and chris brooks versus tokikokikihara and antonio honda this should be fun uh like Honda and Lulu Pencil had a great feud last year, and Honda and Brooks tend to have like good interactions with each other, so it should be fun. We have the Asia Dream Tag Team Championship match. This is the the pretty much the Choco Pro 
tag titles. Uh, Meisuruga and Balianaki, the best of bros, defending their championships against Emi Sakura and Minoru Fujita. So we for the last uh, maybe months or so, just Sakura has been going through partners, just trying to defeat them. So finally, she she has come to Minoru Fujita. And Minoru Fujita also has some things going on with, with Balianaki. So there's there's some heat there too. Uh, that's for the Asia Dream Tag Team Championship. And the main event of the night, I think this is the main event of the night, will be the Pure J Open Class Championship match. This is a legit like championship, uh, Pure J. Uh, Kaori Yonayama versus Yuna Misumori, which I think should be really, really fun. I love Yonayama, and actually I love them both um, for different reasons, but I think this should be really, really fun. And that's just night one of Choco Pro number 100. This takes place on the 27th of March, uh, and I think it's I think it's 10 a.m. in Japan, so it should be late-ish in the afternoon in the U.S. So it should be easy to watch for anyone who wants to watch it live on YouTube for free. So you don't have to pay. Don't don't, don't give excuses. Uh, and then we have night two taking place on the 28th. Um, also a five-match card. We have Yuna Misamori and Sayaka Obihiro teaming up against Again, the returning Sayaka and also a returning Rin Rin, who has it, who I don't think she's been in in Choco Pro since the pandemic started. Uh, so she's always she was always like a a fan favorite of many. Uh, so it's good to see her back and see if she has been training for this last year because there's always that. Uh, we have Sayuri and Shon Shiryu teaming up against a team of Chi Koshikawa and Hagane Shino and. Shino, uh, actually, I just saw him that he got booked in the Chris Brooks production for DDT. He's going to be taking place in, in that uh, DDT show. Uh, so good for him. Uh, that car also has like a Balianaki. So, you, you know, Chris Brooks takes care of, of his Choco Pro homies. <laughs> That's good to see. We have the team of Gabai Ji-chan and Kushimbo Kamen. So... These are uh, Kamen is the like a candy clown with the big glasses that always has candy around, and Gabaji Chan is the old wrestler. So they're two like I, I think I mean I would say Kamen is kind of like legendary comedy comedy uh, wrestler in in Japan, similar to the status of Kikutaro, and Gabaji Chan is more of a DDT personality, but. She's definitely like really, really fun to watch. And it's going to be great because they're going against the Lulu, Pencil, and Emi Sakura team, Pencil Army. Uh, so, Gabaiji Chan versus Lulu Pencil is going to be just awesome. <laughs> I just know it. Uh, we have a. This is the match that I'm most forward looking for. This is like a dream match for Choco Pro. Oh my God. Meisuruga versus Mizuki. Fucking Mizuki from from Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, this is going to be fucking awesome. Uh I am so interested to see Mizuki wrestle in a Choco Pro environment. I actually don't know if this is taking place at uh, Ichigaya Chocolate Square. I hope so. I would imagine so because it's taking place in the morning. Um, but yeah, Mizuki versus Mizuki. Fuck yeah, that that sounds so so good. And the main event of the night is 
a super Asia Championship match. This will be, I, I understand, the singles, like kind of like uh, World Championship of Choco Pro, the Super Asia Championship. And this is going to be contested between Balianaki and Minoru Fujita. Um, this should be good. Uh, Fujita is Fujita is like such an interesting character in Choco Pro because I mean we know he's like a, a deathmatch guy in Big Japan. We know it right now he's like I think he's still like the the tag team champion over there after he defeated the astronauts. Um, so having him wrestle Aki in something that it's not gonna be like comedy should be really really good. Uh, Aki, I mean he's a really good wrestler. And so that is the main event of Choco Pro. I, I don't know, like to me, these two cards just sound really fun. I really hope they take a place at Ichigaya just to see the the, the component that Ichigaya Choco Square brings to, to Choco Pro makes it like so unique and so different from any other promotion. It makes the wrestling so much interesting uh, to watch than just watching, you know, your, your random card in a ring. Because uh, there's literally a hundred promotions they do cards and rings you know but there's not a lot of promotions that do something as unique as got to move does in ichigaya chocolate square and that is it for choco pro it it again two two day show uh totally worth your time checking out they're probably gonna be like maybe two hour shows uh they're usually one hour shows but then they're probably gonna be two hours uh, to include the new matches and I'm guessing and hoping that there's going to be Jankin tournaments in both nights. Uh, I totally want to see a Jankin tournament this size for sure. And yeah, that is it for for this week's preview. Uh, like I said, it was a bunch of stuff. Uh, the week after, we do have, again, like a big Yokohama stardom. We have, I think that's already Sakura Genesis. And we have DDT, uh, the Chris Brooks show. I think, I think there's also a big Tokyo Joshi Pro taking place the next weekend. So there's just like a bunch of stuff coming up uh, the next weekend also. So we're probably gonna have a, a second preview next week. But that is it for the preview this week. And yeah, that is it for Japan. That is it for for most everything. But one thing and yes you know it you want it you love it don't say you don't it's the impact traffic report welcome everyone to impact wrestling impact wrestling march the 23rd the show was built around the return of kenny omega to this episode to impact wrestling uh so let's go from the top uh, Tasha Steeles defeated Alicia in the be before the Impact uh, show, so that is worth mentioning. The show actually opened with Kenny Omega and Don Callis arriving to the Impact Zone. We had our usual opening video with uh, stuff from the Good Brothers and Finjus feud. Um, Trey Miguel versus Callahan and uh, Don Callis and Rich Swan promo from last week. Nothing special. We got... Our first match of the night, the champion, uh, the knockouts champion, Donna Parasso, uh, defeated Jazz in a non-title match. The match was was kind of bad, actually. It was pretty bad. Uh, I wouldn't, well, not pretty, I don't know, like, it was okay, but it was also, like, 
not that good. Uh, like nothing looked bad. It was just like, it was just there. Uh, and Jazz lost after being distracted by Susan and Jordan Grace fighting outside. And then Susan got her with, a sh with her shoe on the head and that set it up for Deanna Parasso to ro roll her up for the pin. I honestly expected Jazz to win this match because I thought this is how we get to Jazz versus Parasso at Hardcore Justice. But I guess not yet, or at least not this way. Uh, we'll see how they, they proceed with this. We are at the point where Jazz feels like she is the last person left to challenge for the title and be different or be new. And even so, like, she's not that new. Uh, so I don't know what... Like, I don't know what plans they have for, for Parasso at Rebellion. Because um, maybe it is just at Rebellion. I don't know. But I don't know. Like, they, they need to figure out something for sure. Or bring new new women into the promotion. Because it does. It is starting to feel like super, super tight uh, and repetitive at this point. So we'll see what they do. We, we had a whole thing also with the Good Brothers throughout the show where... It started with Eddie Edwards telling them that that like the Good Brothers came to Impact and they wanted to like big time everyone, and now that they lost the titles, like like they they think they can just come back and be cool with everyone. So Eddie Edwards told him, "You guys are not welcome in the locker rooms," and so the Good Brothers like started bouncing around the the whole place uh, throughout the show. Because it does, it's weird. It kind of seems like they're building for their, uh, for them to leave the promotion. I wouldn't be surprised if they just go straight up to AEW. Uh, but yeah, it was an interesting thing. And so at this point, we the only thing we know is that Eddie Edwards told him that they are not welcome, and Decay made fun of them in the hallway, uh, pretty much for the same reason, you know. And so. We do we do have Eddie Edwards versus Carl Anderson as a main event, so there's there's at least something going on here. Uh, we got a weird commercial for like, Swinger's Palace, that dumb uh, casino thing he has going on. This was ho horrible, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, it was just straight up horrendous. Uh, the only only good thing about it is just Johnny Swinger himself, but like Johnny Bravo and Alicia Edwards and. Oh, they're just terrible. Uh, at least it, it only took like one minute. So it's okay, I guess. Uh, backstage, we saw Rohi Raju stumble upon Falaba that apparently has been sleeping in the arena. And because like he lost all the money at the, the casino. And so they, they Raju just like pretty much told him he was an embarrassment and Falaba challenged him to a match. So we're going to be having that match later tonight. Uh, we got the exhibition championship match, the rematch uh, with TJP and Ace Austin. Uh, TJP won by DQ when Matt Mon Fulton straight up just jumped in and uh, broke up a pin and attacked everyone. Uh, well, not everyone, just TJP. Um, the match was pretty good. It kind of felt like a short version of their sacrifice match. Uh, they they did a lot of like chain wrestling and aerial stuff, like, like mixing and, and going back and forward. Uh, the match 
uh, it really like it ended up at the end where um they're playing around with thesis from the match of sacrifice because they tjp hit the the same sequence that he used no no, no. austin hit the same sequence that he used to win the title at sacrifice uh but here tjp managed to counter the fold into a detonation kick and then he hit the mamba splash and that's when fulton just straight up jumped the the ropes and and got the dq for for tjp so tjp gets a win but he doesn't get the title this will obviously lead to some type of match uh after the match fulton just straight up uh, kept attacking tjp and so josh alexander came down for the save and so it does. Uh, I'm guessing we are going to be heading into an Ace Austin versus TJP versus Alexander versus Bay match. I I kind of hope they keep that for Rebellion, uh, but they may do it for. Well, we they should do TJP and Alexander versus Fulton and Austin at Hardcore Justice. And then do the four-way title match at Rebellion, in my opinion. But we'll see what they what they book. Uh, Gia Miller, who actually was all over the show uh, this week. Uh, first, she interviewed Matt Cardona about being an impact. Cardona straight up said, like, hey, uh, uh, this is a good place to be a wrestler. There's a lot of competition. I didn't come here because of Brian Myers. I came here because this was I got an offer and this is a good place to be, and I'm trying to do something by myself. It just happens to be a huge coincidence that Myers is here, but he told like Myers that like either put up or shut up. Uh, if you want to do something about it, like let's let's wrestle. Uh, backstage, Trey Miguel threw a fit and then was confronted by Triple XL, and so. Tommy Dreamer pretty much like calmed them down. They told Triple XL to to screw off, and then we got the tiresome promo from Tommy Dreamer. The I've been there. Don't go down this path. Vengeance is never the answer. Promo that he always cuts like with everyone. And so, at this point, we got Trey Miguel versus Ace Romero for later tonight. Honestly. Trey Miguel looked like a total dick and the heel in this situation. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, 100%. Like, he just looks, like, so unlikable at this point. I This is bad. I don't know where they're going with it, but it just feels like the wrong direction for Trey Miguel. Uh, we got Rohi Raju, Rahu defeating Falabad. This was, it was pretty much a squash, if not for, like, a little... Uh, offensive run that Ba had at the end but um, Raju won with a roll up after dodging the bandside drop and hitting a jumping knee nothing match uh, Mahabali Shura was nowhere to be found so I'm guessing that part of him will be over uh, I'm guessing Shura's gone again mm, so I don't know I don't mind <laughs> Uh, Gia Miller interview tried to well she tried to interview Omega and and Don Callis, but uh, they told her that they are going straight to the ring. 
And before we they got to the ring, uh, they went to record the AW commercial, I guess, uh, with Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone. Um, they just pretty much promoted Kenny Omega versus Matt Seidel for for Dynamite. I don't, I don't really care. Uh, and then over at Omega's uh, locker room after Omega and Collis had taken off, Anderson and Gallows knocked and they were like, there's no one answering. There's no one answering. Oh, Anderson was like, I'm guessing they're not here. And Gallows was like, Maybe, what if they are here and they're just not answering because we lost the titles. And so, it, like, again, it's part of the story. Like, they, the good brothers are starting to... to get this idea that they're unwanted by everyone so we'll see where it ends up going and then finally we got kenny omega and don Callis coming out to the ring they cut they cut out like a long-ish promo i thought the promo was kind of weak until omega's like final stuff uh they pretty much said that oh they pretty much said the same thing that they've been saying for months now that they're going to be making history and uh, that Omega is better than everyone. Omega straight up said, I am better than Ibushi. He said that. Uh, which, take it or leave it. Uh, a lot of people think that we are going to eventually get Ibushi versus Omega at one point. Um, and then, yeah, it was just like telling rich swan that he's great but he's only gonna be a footnote in the history of wrestling and the history of omega and blah 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 that they birthed an impact and blah 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 so same tired stuff uh nothing really new the, the actual good things came from rich swan later on and we're gonna get to it uh, a little bit but yeah, I just felt like this this Omega and Callis promo was just like weak. Like last week, Don Callis was fantastic. This week, he was super, super weak. Um, but anyway, we got a promo from Byland by Design. This was similar to the ones they were cutting before. Uh, well, not cutting because it was a more of a video package. But uh, it was the baptize, uh, the baptism <laughs> of Rhino. Uh, and it's just pretty much EY saying that Rhino is a monster and he like they didn't have to create this monster just had to like help him wake up you know to become the monster he was always meant to be blah 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 so Rhino is now officially a member of Byland by Design Gia Miller again interview Havoc and Nevea now uh, they're just saying that they're they feel like extra motivated after getting a win last week and they start thinking about going after the tag titles. And that's when Hogan and Steels interrupt them and say, like, hey, let's have a match next week. If you guys can win, like, we'll give you a tag title match. So pretty straightforward. Uh, Tenille Dashwood and Caleb with a K interrupt them, them also. And Dashwood is trying to recruit Nevea as a team for her, which make Havoc jealous. And obviously, like, I think there's been dissension between Havoc and Nevaeh for a while where if Nevaeh turns on Havoc, it's not going to be surprising. It's actually been like planned out. And so it'd be cool to see Havoc and Nevaeh like they're probably going to win next week match to earn the title shot and maybe lose a title shot. And that's when Nevaeh finally snaps on Havoc and joins Dashwood. 
So I don't know. I feel, I I like this where this is going. I wouldn't mind if they break up the Van Havoc. Like they're a good team, but they're also like not like oh my god. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see where it goes. That, that's a shame. I think when it when it impact. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> Trey McGill defeated Ace Romero. Uh, this was also kind of a not. I wouldn't say squash match because Stacey did get a, a bunch of offense in, but it was like short. It was okay. It was like nothing special. Uh, the one cool thing that happened here is that at one point Trey McGill went for a springboard cutter, uh, similar to like an os cutter, and Ace Romero caught him mid air with a pounce, and so. Trey McGill just like went flying. So that was pretty cool. Uh, beyond that, it was like, okay, Miguel won with Miriora. And after the match, Larry D attacked Miguel. And then Sammy Callahan, of all people, saved Trey Miguel from Triple XL. So uh, they're going to probably be teasing like the, like a Callahan versus, I mean, Callahan, Trey Miguel tag team, maybe. Uh, again, it kind of feels like we've seen this before. I mean, it's the same thing they did with Chambrock and Callahan. Uh, so I hope they don't do the exact same thing, but we'll see. We'll see. Next up, we had a fantastic, fantastic promo by Rich Swan, and he's pretty much saying like, "Hey, like, you guys can talk all you want to talk, but like, words are not gonna like get in my head." Like neither is a video about like the one week the angel or anything like that. Uh, he pretty much said like both Omega and Callis on are underestimating him, um, and he accepted that the one wing angel put him down at hard kill, but in a match with the good brothers without the good brothers or Saban or Moose, like he'll get the upper hand as he did at hard kill. And Omega won't even get to hit the one wing the angel. So beautiful promo, great delivery. Like Rich Swan was fantastic tonight. Uh, and then heading into the the ending of the show, we got again Gia Miller interview James Storm and Chris Saban. James uh, James Storm is going to be having his one thousand one thousand uh, match. The next match is going to be like the number one thousand, and so. They're they're asking like what what he's gonna do to celebrate. Storm is pretty much cutting a promo on EY when Scott Damore approaches them and say like, "Hey, why not make it Storm versus EY next week's main event, and we can celebrate your one your one thousand uh, match that way." And so that is going to be happening next week. Also next week we're going to be having uh, Fire and Flavor versus Havoc and Avea. Austin and Fulton versus TJP and Alexander, which I think I just said that I watched it was happening in Hardcore Justice. I guess it's happening here. Uh, maybe there's a Hardcore Justice could be like a weapons match between them. And once again, Omega will be at the impact zone. And finally, up to the main event, we had Carl Anderson defeat Eddie Edwards. This is going to sound repetitive, but it was pretty much the same Eddie Edwards match that we've seen for the last months or so. And I keep saying, like, they just could have had a better match if they had more time and different pacing. But they just have this, like, Americanized matches that it's, like, pretty much by textbook. Like, 
Babyface starts strong, gets cut off by the heel, then come back, and then like a couple of spots, and that and that and then go for the finish. So it was a good match. It was just like again, kind of like nothing special. Uh, the finish saw Eddie Edwards like blocked a gun stun, and then hit an O'Connor roll. And the kick out from Anderson pushed Eddie into the ropes and into a chair that Gallows had. And then Anderson used that to hit the spine buster on Eddie Edwards and pick up the win. So Eddie Edwards lost to a spine buster, not even the gun stun. So I don't know. Like I didn't think it was like anything special. It, it was a good match, just like not anything special. Uh, I am... I don't know, like, I love both guys, but, like, I, I just think it, they could have done, like, a far better job. And after the match, we saw a promo from Finjuice just pretty much saying, like, we've been winning in Japan, so you guys better be ready uh, for when we come back. And that was it for Impact. Uh, overall, I thought it was a weak show. Like, it it didn't really feel like anything happened. Uh, in ring, we have, like, a couple of good matches. Like, the squash matches with Rohit and Trey Miguel were okay. Like, I wouldn't say they were bad. Uh, but there were, like, squash matches, you know. And then Anderson Brissetti, like, it could have been better. Um, TJP versus Austin was good, but it also could have it also could have been better because we saw it on Sacrifice. And, yeah, like, promo-wise, like, the Omega stuff was, like, pretty meh. I liked the Rich Swan stuff way more. So, yeah, our, it was pretty much a weak show. Uh, this week mm, so I don't know I'll, I it's it's one of those points in between like impact plus specials where I don't hold them down for anything they're starting to set up stuff for rebellion they're starting to set up stuff for hardcore justice this week just wasn't a strong one in order to build anything so it's okay uh, but yeah that's it for this week of WRPX we saw New Japan Cup. We saw a huge preview for the weekend. And we saw Impact. And so with that, I leave you. Uh, remember to follow me at DW Revolution on Twitter. You can go to DWrestlingRevolution.com for the written versions, versions of all the, the shows that we uh, reviewed in this episode. You can go to WRPXPodcast.com where you can find, obviously, this podcast which you can also find on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, what else? You can go to twitch.tv slash 02k. That's C-E-R-O-2, the number 2 and K. Uh, we have been watching All Japan Women's uh, Retro Hour Classics uh, every Friday night at 7 Mountain Time. We just watched episode 5 last week, so we're going to be watching episode 6 this week. And so join us. It's uh it's fun. There's uh people come in and out. We we you, you can watch one match and, and leave. It's it's like a one hour show overall, plus whatever you know it, we talk about pre or post show. And yeah, so like there's just a bunch of stuff that you can do right now. So it's out there. Enjoy it uh, and take it. It's yours. Um, but yeah, that's it. I will see you guys on Friday and then next week 
and hopefully we'll be able to talk about all the wrestling that we previewed, especially Chuck Pro. So that is it for this week. Thank you and adios. Well, that's about it. Son of a gun, we've enjoyed it. Looking forward to next week. I guess we'll have to wait a week before we get to it, but we'll be right back again. For Corey Macklin, Dave Brown, Lance Russell saying bye-bye, everybody.